Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression, and you can go down the line, you can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. Well, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Uh, we have uh, another one of those weeks, and um, President Biden has put 100 million shots and 100 million arms in 58 days. So he's well ahead of his 100-day promise that people were saying was just undoable. Well, he got it done. You know, it, uh, it doesn't amaze me, but I continue to expect it. The people who lost this election are now in sabotage mode. They will sabotage the country. They will continue the outbreak of the virus, like in Texas, like in wherever you have a Republican governor who is opening their state too soon as the virus is coming out. So they'll slow down the recovery for everyone else, and they will damage the recovery for uh, down the road of Thanksgiving or something to that effect. They just won't take the shot. And I suspect that the virus will take care of that for us. There is a COVID outbreak at Mar-a-Lago where Trump lives. So with all of the openness and massless, 
events that are being held there and them flaunting the mass requirements, well, the chickens have come home to roost because they are actually <laughs> looking to actually contaminate and kill their followers. You have restaurants, you have retail stores in Texas and in those red states that are saying, put your mask on or you don't come in. And, of course, you know, they throw a little two-year-old fit, a little hissy fit, because they don't want to be told they have to wear a mask. 516 666-9516 is the number where I can be reached. Oh, God, we got one. But <laughs> uh, well, I digress. What is this? Oh, somebody named You Can't Steal My Freedom? <laughs> Biden, Biden letting illegals, illegals come into the United States with COVID. <laughs> I'm sorry, but don't we have enough people here already with COVID? And enough people refusing to mask up and six feet, refusing all of that. So... People with COVID are not, are not the problem. It's the people who want to adhere to CDC guidelines. We've got those people, and we will continue to have those kinds of people to um, deal with because they just can't stand the fact that we have leadership at the top, and eventually it will lead us out of this crisis. It may take longer than they think, but eventually it will happen. So fear not, all you naysayers worried about the illegals coming over with COVID. A few of them could very well have COVID. And I'm sure the Biden administration will handle that and take care of it. But like I said, it's going to be a constant criticism of what Biden has done and how he... How can he do this? It's uh, it's basically. I mean, I'm, I can listen to your complaint. But um, please, at least come with some truth. I can appreciate that more. 
then these speciously asked questions. How come this and how come that? What about this and what about that? It does no one any good. If you're looking to find solutions or speak your truth, 516-666-9516. I'll even put it in the chat room. But when you get that urge, you don't have to search for the number. There you go. Uh, Cy Vance, Letitia James, they are getting closer and closer Grand juries are closer and closer to being seated. Uh, it's my understanding that Georgia is maybe a week away from what getting what they need. So if we can read, we should be all right. 516-666-9516 is the number. Now, what we experienced this week is a cowardly hate crime. <laughs> how is, How can a guy profess to be religious and the police officer just says he had a bad day come to find out the police officer himself is in question with his Facebook post so there goes his credibility And the shooter killed eight people, and is it three different locations? Which um, ramps up the gun issue once again. We also have to watch the people who have been, I would say, useful idiots. The Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani's. They have a great deal to pay for. 
Democrats are trying to find a way around the filibuster. Since we have two Democrats who don't want to kill the filibuster, is is that is that an honest depiction? They want to kill the filibuster. They don't want to kill the filibuster. Christian Christian cinema and. Uh, the boy from West Virginia, the conservative, he's standing firm to stop any action on the filibuster, thus rendering anything that we want to get passed moot, like all of these, what is it, 253 voting Suppression laws in 43 states. That will go into effect very soon. And the Democrats have a have a problem because they are leaning on the lingo, the language. Of the Republicans That's not it (laughs) So I find it very interesting That As all of this unfolds Before our eyes We are willing to Keep the doors open for people like the congressman, Chip, whatever his name is, who basically, who basically um, said it out loud and let the cat out of the bag. Not like it was the cat was in the bag, but let's face it, get a tall oak tree and a long rope and we could just lynch like a mob. No trial, no nothing. I think that the Justice Department should prosecute everyone who violated the Capitol by coming into the building and all the property And I always get this, I always get this, uh, this excuse, and I'm still not with this excuse, you know, I think everyone who violated the law should be prosecuted with extreme prejudice. You know, it'll take a while 
It will take a while for justice to come, but justice is coming. All of this, all of this capital breach that's the American Benghazi. That's how you should just look at it. It's American Benghazi. I could have got it. <laughs> when you hear pauses, I'm doing something else. Yep. I could have got it. We must, I would say, stomp out the resistance. Because they don't go home, they will be back. And as we've seen, the the report was released. China had no interference in our election. And Russia did. And Iran did. But we were told by Bill Barr... What's the guy's name? O'Brien. We were told that it was China. And they asked, well, how do you know it was China? He said he read the briefing. Now that the briefing is out, where's Bill Barr? What happened to Bill Barr? You know, every week I can go and find... Um, I can go and find something like this, and it'll it'll be spot on. This is Oberman versus Trump, and I'm not Trump. Seditious abuse. Thank you, Attorney General Shapiro of Pennsylvania. That's exactly what this is. It is not a Trump effort or filings by attorneys general or a long-shot legal dispute. It is seditious abuse. Seditious abuse dressed up as a lawsuit by the corrupt attorney general of Texas, who is under investigation by the FBI and facing decades in prison, and who is fishing for a Trump pardon. It seeks to have all the voting in Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin erased, and to have Donald Trump installed as an unelected dictator. And it doesn't matter if it's nonsense or humiliating or it reads like something written by that lawyer on The Simpsons. And it doesn't matter if the new move by six other corrupt attorneys general to join the action, written by the office of Attorney General Schmidt of Missouri, includes Louisiana but misspells Louisiana. The very act of filing this suit, as Attorney General Shapiro has now written in his response, is seditious abuse. Because it sets a precedent that whenever Republicans don't like the outcome of an election anywhere, they can sue to overturn it and to dismantle our democracy. And soon or late, one of these lawsuits will work. We are in this position in large part, I think, because the national media in this country is still breaking itself in half to adhere to a set of rules of supposed balance that no right-winger even still thinks of, will not call the things Trump has done what they are. 
as the media rushes back to business as usual, trying to inflate trivial verbal stumbles or disagreements over who should be the new Secretary of Lumber into the equivalent of the Cuban Missile Crisis. We have not called Trump's insanity insanity. We have not called Trump's racism racism. We have not called Trump's crimes crimes. And we have not called Trump's latest gathering at the White House what it is. It was not the conference of Trump and some state attorneys general. It was not a lunch. It was the assembling of a cabal, a revolution, a conspiracy, a coup. It was a meeting of Trump and his conspirators who are bent on illegally, unconstitutionally, and traitorously overturning the outcome of a fair and uncontested presidential election. And the 106 men who have now signed an amicus brief to this seditious abuse, led by Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise, Mo Brooks, and Louis Gomers, they are not Republican congressmen. They are traitors to democracy. And these lawsuits and the formulating new plan to overturn the Electoral College vote in the House. Stop thinking this is mere politics. Stop thinking, perhaps worst of all, that this will all go away on January 20th. Understand, digest, confront the fact that the Republican Party is completing its transformation, one that began 20 years ago, perhaps 30 years ago. It is mutating from opposition to insurrection to seditious abuse. To quote Abraham Lincoln from 1862, the dogmas of the quiet past are inadequate to the stormy present. We must think anew and act anew. We must disenthrall ourselves, and then we shall save our country. And that quote from the Civil War is chosen deliberately from the Civil War, because that is the mindset in which Trump and his conspirators are now operating. They are operating against America. This week alone, the Arizona Republican Party tweeted about people being willing to die to keep Trump in power. Far right-wing commentators are beginning to bring up secession. Senator Graham of South Carolina carelessly used that exact phrase about the Republicans in Georgia. He called it civil war. With Trump and the conspirators' sedition meeting at the White House, with Trump's threatening phone call to the Attorney General of Georgia on Tuesday night, with the rumblings from that Russian asset, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, that he will seek to interfere with the Electoral College vote, with Trump's endless and endlessly more insane public pronouncements that, to cut to the chase, he should get to be president, no matter what the election results were, Whatever their original tent was or is, Senate Majority Leader McConnell and House Minority Leader McCarthy and the 17 states' attorneys general and Ron Johnson and Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue and Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton and Rudy Giuliani and all the others, including virtually the entirety of the National Republican Party, are now actively committing seditious abuse against the United States of America. And we need to face that threat realistically. They are not enacting some political strategy of don't offend our base. They have not simply found another political hobby horse to ride like anti-immigration or Hillary's emails. And they are certainly not taking the path of least resistance, and they are not merely echoing the post-election uncertainty of 2000. This is a coup. This is seditious abuse. If it works, God help us. If it doesn't work, God help us. Because what is left in the wake of failure is a huge, stupid mass of America fed these fantasies of a stolen election by corrupt Republican fascists who don't give a damn about democracy and who are telling them that what is in fact seditious abuse is instead patriotism of some kind. As Trump's attorney in the latest seditious abuse suit in Wisconsin, Bill Bach, 
actually told the judge there, overturning the election, defeating democracy, will lead to, quote, greater freedom, and that a ruling in Trump's favor in the case in Wisconsin would be viewed by history as the righteous moral equivalent of the Supreme Court decision which overturned the laws against interracial marriage and the Supreme Court's 1954 ruling against school segregation in Brown v. Board of Education. This was said aloud. The end of democracy would be the moral equivalent of Brown v. Board of Education. If George Orwell had written that sentence for his novel 1984, he would have reread it and thrown it out for being too ridiculous even for the world of doublethink. Call these people what they are, traitors to democracy, and call what they are doing what it is, seditious abuse. Good night and good luck. I'm sure you all recognize that of Keith Oberman. And he is absolutely right. The other side is waiting for an opportunity to attack again. And I, um, my belief is that, uh, the judge and the prison system should lock these people up for a long time. Now, I can only say that clip didn't work. <laughs> I tried to play another clip. It didn't happen. We have to hold these people accountable. All of the people who enabled Trump and continue to lie about the election. Oh, it was stolen. They cheated to be ostracized, labeled as disinformation weapons for Russia. Useful idiots of disinformation. All of the Bill Bars and O'Briens and all of the department heads who came out and told the same lie. And that's too much. If you don't punish them now, you'll be dealing with them down the road. And whereas now is the time to get rid of them, they will not repeat this mistake. And I can't really say it was a mistake. I just think they left the... um, the people who stormed the Capitol, they just, they're just fools. And you can bet your bottom dollar 
you know, be hollering and squealing. They're still looking for people. Too many, too many times the Democratic Party has allowed themselves to be defined by a Republican conspiracy theory. What is it going to take the people in Atlanta are trying to appeal to the large corporations well all of the things going on with the government I didn't check to see if my stimulus check had reached my bank yet. I guess I'll check that later. But I don't think so. The checks must (laughs) be in the mail. Because no one here has gotten any in the neighborhood, I mean. Uh, Have I missed something here? (laughs) Uh, Have I missed something here? It seems to be a, a willingness on my part to fade in and out of some kind of consciousness that um, I can't describe what in the hell is wrong with my board It was pulling the same thing last week. It seems to seems to freeze and And unfreeze the whole nine yards. You can't steal my freedom. Uh, Black Lives Matter burned what cities to the ground? What cities did they burn to the ground? marches, the Black Lives Matters marches were 93% peaceful. And how many Boogaloo Boys and um, Proud Boys, the clip they have of the guy breaking the windows, just walking with a hammer, capping it, and breaking it. Tell me something. Who is it that Democrats have to see? And why is it that they have to wait 
to push an agenda through that's well past due. Well past. Take me somewhere. Take me somewhere and tell me that I'm not dreaming. Pick up on pick up on a few talking points coming from the left and coming from the right. Mitch McConnell seems to believe that Democrats are gonna fear his scorch the earth as he whines about Democrats killing the filibuster. They need to get rid of the filibuster, not just to pass legislation, but the filibuster was used to, as a part of the racism that these small states had. I guess so. Stall it. Give it a name. So the stories coming out of um, all of the governor's offices, the red states, the governors have begun to lie to the people. just like the president. So, you gotta pick and choose your facts. That's where you are now. Government destroys facts. I leave people scrambling to find out what the facts are. Therefore, one side can say, no, that's not true. When they know it's true, so they don't have to answer. But I digress. 
Well, you see the um, the people. Here's a Trump-loving Pennsylvania woman hit with a felony charge and hit with divorce papers over the Capitol riot. Well, I think he anticipates he's going to jail. And divorce papers is his gift to her. Had a volcano erupted out there. <laughs> Got a federal judge raging to sit, calling the TV a Democratic Party trumpet. He doesn't need to be on the bench. And you got Joe Biden, President Biden, going to NASCAR to get these people to take the vaccine. I did go to the doctor yesterday. Clean bill of health, if that's what you want to call it. Oh, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden stumbled up the stairs getting on Air Force One. And um, they rushed to make a cartoon out of it. Donald Trump hitting a golf ball, a golf ball. The golf ball hits Joe Biden back of the head. <laughs> that was Don Jr. that put that out. He posted that. And then Twitter drug him. Tony Perkins, you know, the the religious, the Bible pimp of evangel, evangel, evangelist Christians, he declares Biden's policies are from the pit of hell. Take away his tax status. You tell him to stick to pimping his parishioners. Well, that's what he's doing. Huh. Now, debt collectors are trying to get the covert payments that were just passed 
dog tank. They're just nice. They just packed into this beach on in Florida. Open it up. Or is this Texas? Indictments. And it's it's incredible. Tucker Carlson is using Atlanta spa shooting to downplay white supremacy. I don't know. For one side to be as crippled as they are, the Democratic Party should be stronger than they are. And they're not. No, my board. I didn't see um, Panaki come in with this long statement of nothingness. One has to be a little off his, off his gore <laughs> to believe some of these statements. 516-666-95166 is the number. If you want to get in. If you have something to say, call and say it. Don't call me and tell me anything about Trump was cheated. Because if that's how you feel, he's going to stay cheated. We've had some crosswords with China. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> they got into a verbal shouting match. Oh, and Vladimir Putin wants a face-to-face debate with Biden for what? To say he's not a killer? His political opponent? was arrested on trumped-up charges and sent off to a concentration camp. 
Is that isn't that what Donald Trump wanted here? Round one of killing democracy. Is democracy one? Authoritarian zero. There will be round two, three, four, and five, depending on if authoritarian fascism is successful. They missed this time. Now they have a complicit Republican Party who, without shame, and they don't have shame because the media is very complicit in this, very complicit in it. Senators, congressmen, policemen, judges, All week long, you see at every level, there is someone, someone who is not being bipartisan, who has a prejudice. And I feel like this. I think that all Democrats have to do is push their agenda through and tell the people because Republicans cannot be trusted. Obama had to clean up behind Bush, save the economy. Now here's Joe Biden cleaning up behind Trump, the 500,000 pandemic deaths. Republicans cannot govern They literally cannot govern. Well, I thought I had it in here. But I guess I don't. Almost a tough to come by. But if Republicans are playing cutthroat politics, why are the Democrats playing that? And why can't they be on the offensive? And that, that's the first thing. Here's the second challenge. You've got the Republicans beating this old message of debt. And that will be the narrative. And the Democrats, you don't see this coming? You don't see this narrative coming as they force another debt fight. The best of political talkback, common sense, right from the concrete. Urban, progressive, 
politics, politics, politics. At TruthWorks Network, 10 p.m., Alpha drills down deep the lies in politics. It's just damn politics. The Alpha Show. Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Saturday, 10 p.m., join us live and live it on Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Our Common Ground. Where friends come to meet comrades. I'm Janice Grant. You're listening to the Alpha Show on TruthWorks Network. Now back to Alpha. It's all coming ground tomorrow with Janice Graham, your host here at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Janice is, I'm looking at it. Is there no return to sanity? Is the topic for the show tomorrow. And I'll simply say this, no. So maybe we can save that two hours and just create foolishness. <laughs> but uh, let's stand this ground tomorrow. I'll come ground 10 o'clock here at Blog Talk Radio. Let's take me not too far back, but, you know, that's all they got. Lies, conspiracy theories, excuses, excuses. This is Olbermann versus the it's time to move on crowd. Every day it becomes clearer still with the backing of the Republican Party, with the funding of Republican Party donors, with the treasonous sabotage by Trump's last Secretary of Defense, Christopher Miller. January 6th was the worst attack on democracy in the history of our country, worse even than the Civil War. Its perpetrators and enablers and apologists inside government and outside are traitors. They must be investigated by a 9-11-style commission. They must be tried. They must be imprisoned. Trump must be among them. No, it is not time to move on. You're wrong. And no, it's not the new 1776. You're wrong. And no, it's not cancel culture. You're wrong. And no, it's not just loony lies. You're wrong. And no, it's not the same as Black Lives Matter. You are wrong. And it's not Antifa, it's not adopted from 
Psalm 29. It's not censorship. It's not child actors. It's not China. It's not code for pedophilia. It's not the deep state. It's not a false flag. It's not fake news. It's not full of tracking devices. It's not General Flynn to the rescue. It's not Hugo Chavez's fault. It's not infiltrators. It's not the Insurrection Act. It's not Jewish space lasers. It's not just the flu. It's not law and order. It's not the Lincoln Project's fault. It's not martial law. It's not mass arrests. It's not a military takeover. It's not my pillow. It's not normies being naive. It's not ordained by God. It's not patriotism. It's not pro-cop. It's not pro-life. It's not psyops. It's not the red pill. It's not the Second Amendment. It's not the First Amendment. It's not Q. It's not the silent majority. It's not socialism. It's not sovereign citizenship. It's not a stolen election. It's not the storm. It's not Trump derangement syndrome. It's not Trump's plan. It's not Trump wearing Biden's face. It's not video of Hillary killing someone. It's not vindication about Russia. It's not voter fraud. It's not you being smarter than everybody else. It's not you making history. It's not just you exercising your right to dissent. You are wrong. It all fails when you got nothing else. You can always go to Keith Overman. Because even I sometimes run out of bullshit. That's it. I just ran out of bullshit. 516-666-9516 is the number. And that ends our torturous first hour. In the second hour, I hope to bring you more uh, unintelligent, un- just rambling. And You know, I was I was sitting here and watching the basketball games. Because all these basketball games, this is March Madness. And the tournament started today, and I actually forgot I had to do a show tonight. And for the last two weeks, when I've done my show, I've literally sat here And spoke, and my mind drifted, and I started dreaming, <laughs> and I couldn't. I, you'll get parts of parts of the program where there'll be nothing; there'll be silence. That's the part where I'm slipping away, slipping into darkness, and I've been having that problem here lately. Where I can be sitting here and say I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm facing that wave and it's midnight. At twelve thirty I'm still facing that wave. I haven't gotten up, I haven't headed to the bedroom. I've dozed off into a A sleepy change the subject. I don't, I have no idea. But um, I'm looking to get some help for that 
you see the call is out for Biden to fire the entire uh, post office board. He just put three new people on. So the call has come out for him to fire the other seven and replace them. Hell, why replace them? Put them in there as acting, as an acting board. And let your postmaster general be an acting postmaster general. Then they don't have to be approved by Congress. Tell them, hell yeah. I'm going to do this just like Trump did it. And they'll just be acting. Let them go about their business. He should have done that with the nominee that he withdrew. When Republican senators were so petty that they weren't going to vote for her, and it became a problem. He should have installed her as acting head of that department. And watch the damn heads explode. this what I'm is this what I'm left with today? Really? Well You know, Janice, I love to see them work their way into a frenzy, posting nonsense in the chat room. I did want to talk to you, Janice. I wanted to talk to you about the um, the scenario you gave us with the governor resigning. He ain't going nowhere. So if you're gonna you're going to impeach him, do so. But you better wait on this investigation. Because I don't think the investigation is going to bear any fruit. Like you said, these weren't just shrinking violets. These were women who knew to file a sexual harassment complaint 
with human resources, let's say. Take uh, take notes and share your notes with, uh, what do they call them? Uh, Extender. What do they call those? Extenderaneous? Oh, what the hell? It'll come to me, really. I think I'm losing my damn mind. I really do. We survive it all. So you know (laughs) Maui receives first COVID vaccine shipment. You better shoot them up. I did go to the doctor yesterday and it never even crossed my mind. But I got to get me a COVID shot. I got to get me a COVID-19 shot to, uh, to fight off this virus. And I think um, spiking the football is an understatement for Sleepy Joe. Healing and unity. <laughs> That's right, we survived. As I said, we survived the battle. Democracy one, authoritarian zero. But they are still out there and they're still beating at the door. Good evening. Ella Baker, a giant of the civil rights movement, left us with this wisdom. Give people light, and they will find the way. Give people light. Those are words for our time. Just a week ago yesterday was the third anniversary of the invention of Remember what the 
president said when asked? He said there were, quote, very fine people on both sides. It was a wake-up call for us as a country. And for me, a call to action. People killing, people dying. Children hurt and you hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach? And would you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us. Send some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? People living like they ain't got no mamas. I think the whole world's addicted to the drama. Only attracted to things that bring the trauma. Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism. But we still got terrorists here living in the USA. The KKK. I can't believe they're still hating blacks today. Because if you only have love for your own race, then you only leave space to discriminate. And to discriminate only generates hate. And when you hate, then you're bound to get irate. Yeah. Madness is what you demonstrate, and that's exactly how hate works and operates. Man, you gotta have love if you're set straight. Take control of your mind and meditate. Let your soul gravitate to the love. People killing, people dying. Children hurt and you hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach? And would you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us. Send some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. is the number you can reach you can jump in here and fill some of this dead air I did get some a new oximeter to count my oxygen level I have to admit I've been feeling I've been feeling pretty good. Able to speak and um I didn't tire much. It's just the inability to maintain concentration. Sure for uh, unable to stay woke. is um, a constant. But as long as Joe Biden keeps this DeJoy in as Postmaster General, the more damage he's going to do. One of the biggest stories I've thought I thought of was uh, the initial speech of Senator Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock, 
Did he hit it out of the park for those who sat up and listened to his speech? But uh, he covered all bases, and he brought the house down because he got a standing ovation. He got a standing ovation. Now, Putin wants a direct discussion. He's not going to get it now. This, this uh, Putin demand for a public direct discussion with Joe Biden. No. Can you join the G7? No. Can you get out from some of these um, sanctions? No. Oh, you know, here's Don Jr. He's pushing a conspiracy theory. The U.S. military is literally attacking American civilians. And tell me something. How many, how many more examples of military, active or not, Infiltrated with the gang that stormed the Capitol. Police officers, active or not. That's why everyone arrested should be prosecuted. With extreme prejudice. Extreme prejudice. Oh, come on. You know, these are the stories that they could just believe. They charged a 19-year-old in attempted plot to kidnap, murder, and eat gay Man. Oh, really? Really? And I think the Proud Boys are going to take it on the chin big time. Big time. From, uh, from their plot. And their involvement with Donald Trump. Stand back and stand by. You're damn right. Stand by because um, you are going down. It means, or is it Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., does he look like he's full? Blown cokehead. Does he look that way to me? He looks that way to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's where he looks. And the more I roll up on the picture, 
the more he looks that way. The alarm is going out. It's way too easy to poison drinking water in the U.S. Way too easy to poison the drinking water in the United States. I don't know. Sean Hannity caught vaping on air. (laughs) It doesn't matter. He's in a place where they have no credibility. They have no no rules. And Frank Lunch is in the air warning Trump voters not to throw away their shot. See, because with Frank Lunch, there's always a catchy phrase that he will uh, get behind. So I don't know what we're going to do with the non-compliant. We're not going to take the shot. Uh, Trump crowd going to have to isolate them or what? It would be so easy and be so nice to disregard and write off the Trump voters who refused COVID-19. The problem, as Frank Lance told Brooke Baldwin, is that this amounts to about half of his voters, 30 to 35 million people, which keeps us from achieving herd immunity. It could become a crisis. See, that's a uh, that's in their that's in their playbook. Just leave us in the middle, floundering. Because they refuse to get shots. I think they should attack the um, the revenue stream in these states where the governor has removed the mandate. And if the governor has removed the mandate, then what the hell are we doing? When they get sick, just go in, pack up the bodies, and go. Did anybody see the story of 
Ron Johnson and Devin Nunes met with the Russian spy, and he gave them packages. They brought those packages into their home, and nobody knows what was in the packages, and uh, they seem to be resisting transparency. So we have that. Let's just not let up. Seems to be a There seems to be a anti-medicine, anti-everything for Republicans. They don't want anything for them, and they don't want you to have anything. Oh, don't get any of this money. We'll just keep giving it to the corporations. Who are successful in making money, but they're so afraid that somebody else is going to get some of that money. I don't know. And it was Don Jr. who put up the uh, the meme of his father hitting a golf ball. And it hit Joe Biden in the back of the head. And he stumbles up the stairs hitting on Air Force One. It was Don Jr. And that crowd... Oh, but they drug him. When he put it up on Facebook, they drug poor Donnie. And I got to say, pretty close having to pause for the cause. So I can only say I will I'll have to return. As I take this break. normal break um, done pretty good this program but being what it is nature calls <laughs> so 
I shall return. Shortly. Thousand men and women of the uh, of the postal service, and they we did uh, usual thing that we do every election, perform extraordinary measures. We delivered 99.7%. We have a report out that's on our website. 99.7% of, uh, of, of ballots uh, within two days. Some very very extremely high numbers. I have it written down someplace here. But everything was in the 99% at ballots to election from voters to uh, 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 election boards uh, were uh, uh, 1.7 days, the average time, of course, 135 million ballots. Let me follow up on the gentleman from Georgia's questions then uh, to the two previous witnesses. Would you say with the near, excuse me, let me quote the gentleman from Georgia, the almost perfect delivery of ballots in the previous election Given that fact, would you say that it was unconscionable that someone would would dispute and vote to undo the results of that almost perfect delivery of ballots in the previous election? To either of the two previous witnesses. Let me let me just recount the facts. The gentleman from Georgia voted to undo the elections in two separate states. And so he has just spent about five minutes reminding us, in his own words, that the delivery of ballots was almost perfect by the United States Postal Service in that election that he voted to undo. So I'm asking you uh, whether you, you, the evidence that you have supports that. Any time now. Okay, reclaiming my time. I didn't think so. The thing about Republicans who push the big lie is that when they try to absolve Postmaster General DeJoy and say that the election ballots had a near-perfect return rate, then it really does put on full display the fact that they then turned around and tried to throw those very ballots away. I mean, think about it. This is a hearing in which a Republican is cheering on the fact that more than 99% of mail ballots arrived, clearly suggesting that that is a good thing, and yet that very Republican voted to overturn Biden's win, which was the result of those very ballots whose arrival he's applauding. I'm not saying he's a hypocrite. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. The Republican at the beginning of this clip is Congressman Jody Heiss from Georgia, who voted to overturn the November 3rd election results, which would not only nullify the votes of over 35,000 Democratic voters in Clark County, Georgia, but 2.5 million Democratic voters in the state and over 81 million Americans. And beyond that, on January 6th, Heist urged his supporters to, quote, fight, and stated, quote, this is our 1776 moment, hours before thousands of Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol building in an attempt to subvert the election. In fact, it was Heist himself who stood up and objected to the certification of the results while baselessly citing unlawful election changes in Georgia. For what purpose does the gentleman from Georgia rise? Mr. President, myself, members of the Georgia delegation, and some 74 of my Republican colleagues and I object to the electoral votes from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the election conducted on November 3rd was faulty and fraudulent due to un
uh, due to unilateral actions by the Secretary of State to unlawfully change the state's election process without approval from the General Assembly and thereby setting the stage for an unprecedented amount of fraud and irregularities, and I have signed the objection myself. Only here's the thing. While Heist tries to claim that any changes made by Secretary of State Raffensperger to the state's election process without approval from the General Assembly was unlawful, that is a straight-up lie. Why? Because this exact issue is already adjudicated. It was heard by a federal judge in a northern Georgia district court where Lynn Wood, one of the sycophant lawyers arguing on behalf of Donald Trump, claimed that the so-called consent decree, which basically allowed Raffensperger to notify people within 24 hours if their ballot was rejected, was an unconstitutional change of election law because the Secretary of State made the decision and not the General Assembly. But a judge ruled on this issue and affirmed the consent decree as legal, stating, quote, recognizing that Secretary Raffensperger is the state's chief election official, the General Assembly enacted legislation permitting him, in his official capacity, to formulate, adopt, and promulgate such rules and regulations, consistent with law, as will be conducive to the fair, legal, and orderly conduct of primaries and elections. The settlement agreement is a manifestation of Secretary Raffensperger's statutorily granted authority. In other words, the entire basis for Representative Heiss's objection had already been litigated and adjudicated. That issue was already put to rest. So he's basically saying here that he knows better than the courts, and that even though this issue is already resolved, he'll still argue that the consent decree was illegal because it didn't fit into his preconceived partisan agenda. These people clearly don't care about the law, because if they did, they'd respect the branch of government whose job is to actually interpret that law. And by the way, just in response to these Republican efforts to rewrite history and paint Louis DeJoy as some kind of hero because more than 99% of election mail was delivered, the only reason that mail was delivered was because a federal judge, Emmett Sullivan of the U.S. District Court for Washington, D.C., ordered the USPS to immediately send postal inspectors to post offices in various cities and states across the country to sweep for any ballots that had yet to be delivered and send them out immediately. Those ballots weren't delivered because of Louis DeJoy, they were delivered in in spite of Louis DeJoy, the ballots that remained at those facilities were there because his changes sent on-time delivery rates plummeting. So no, this wasn't some reflection of Louis DeJoy's impeccable leadership. It was a reflection of a court order to force the USPS to clean up DeJoy's mess. The simple fact is that Louis DeJoy tried to slow down the mail expressly because it was Democrats who were likely to vote using that method. That is why Donald Trump put him in that position, and DeJoy did exactly what was expected of him. And when that didn't work, people like Jody Heiss stepped in and tried to invalidate those same ballots that DeJoy tried to prevent from arriving. Both of these men were complicit in the scheme to deprive tens of millions of Americans from having their voices heard in the last election. And in their otherwise insignificant place in history, this will be their only sorry legacy. Now, there are simply too many actors, too many people who are in this predicament of voter fraud, because that's all this is, trying to invalidate ballots. You just had the Postmaster General say it was a perfect deal. They sent out the ballots that were sent in, and they got them out on time. And then you have people come in behind and say, oh, no, no, they changed the rules. Well, they're Republican. 
So you're not fine with Republicans changing the rules? They did the same thing in Pennsylvania. The guy who said he heard the supervisor tell a guy to change the dates on when ballots arrived. And he had a sworn after David. Anybody can write up an after David. And it's not worth the paper it's written on. This was a lie. And the guy who swore to the after David, he recanted. And this particular This particular incident was immediately picked up by the right-wing media clowns and hoisted as fact. And it's just too bad that that's what the people on the right hang their hats on, these kinds of provable, debunked lies. And that's all you can say about it, because that's what they are. They are so easily debunked, it's not even funny. And this was, and this was in Pennsylvania. I remember uh, Donald Trump leading by a significant, a, a large number. But there were all of these votes still outstanding. And when they came in, his lead was erased. And he lost the state. So, I don't know. I do know, but I'm not. I'm just not saying. So, you know, hopefully they'll lock the man up pretty soon. He is the first president to be impeached twice. He'll be the first president that they will arrest. The entire, the entire Trump clan, all of them, needs to go to jail. They need to go to jail. They're all just crooks and grifters. Really? <laughs> And I have yet to hear someone on the left take these new laws that are coming up to court. And if they pass H1 in the Senate and it becomes law, that will take care of a lot of 
gerrymandering will go to a independent review board. And there's there's so many voting remedies in the new bill, H1. I don't know. (laughs) Just a bit. Just a little touched. We have to um, soldier on in this economy. First, we have to defeat this virus. So I'll be checking in, trying to find me a spot where I can immediately go get this virus, this vaccination. This is just a shame. What's the board do, please? (laughs) Yep. It throws... Yeah, that's more like it. I've had this urge for a nice big corned beef sandwich and a nice big hot pastrami sandwich. That'll hit the spot. Because I have to admit, I missed St. Patrick's Day. I did miss it. It went, came and went. And it's almost time for me to be getting the hell out of here. But not yet. I'll be able to get out. Alright, get back in. Climb into the bed and and I do mean climb. Take two or three, what the hell? Looking at my medicine, that I have to take before I go to before I go to sleep. You know what? Did I mention getting old as a mother? <laughs> getting old as a mother. But um, I gotta tell you, the alternative isn't uh, isn't uh, how should I put it? 
the alternative to getting old is not very nice. It's called a dirt bath. So don't bother me as I get old. I have a discussion with my daughter and my ex-wife every day. So I'll be headed to the bedroom to call it an evening. Whoa. I got to admit I missed all of my my news shows. Well Oh no, yeah, you didn't. Oh no, you didn't. Calling me at 10 minutes to to listen to the show. Let me let me get out of here and let you know when I'm supposed to let you know. Oh, I still got a got a little piece. Because um, we won't get an opportunity too much of an opportunity to speak with you. I don't think I'm taking a week off or anything like that. I really don't. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This has been another exciting episode of The Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, The Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost... The bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is an overturn. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. Everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call the screen where I hang on.
get it. Are they still getting 